right. This is um, technically episode five of the whatever show. Um, Mm. Few of them I did not post due to uh, reasons that I will not go into. Um, so wait, this wait, will wait, be wait, the wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's go into them. What was the reason? Um, you know, there's uh, there were substances involved on a couple okay. of them, and it just kind of got out of hand. Um, okay, okay, but I was there for one of those. You were there for one of them, actually, and I never, I never posted that one because I didn't run it by you. Um, we didn't. I don't know why. Why? I mean, I still have that one saved, so like I can always throw that back up. That's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I uh, feel like we had some good conversations there. Uh, who was it? Just was it just you and I? Who else was on that one? Abby. Was Abby? Th- okay. All right. All right. So hold on one sec. I'm gonna give you a quick little plug here because um, I got I got the famous well, I should say infamous judicial Xavier Craighead here with us today uh jew's gonna become a regular on this show um he's got a lot of good insight as far as i mean he's really kind of taken over and uh and really showing what we've got a little we got a little group um between a bunch of different guys that we call we call ourselves the poker investors group basically we used to play poker a lot we haven't played in a while i don't don't know what the hell's been going on but um regardless i got you where's your plug at man i'm trying to find it what is it just judicial investments or what is it yeah yeah judicial underscore investments okay on instagram um judicial trading on twitter um but yeah mainly mainly instagram is uh i'm gonna be posting a lot of stuff there so so why don't you go ahead and give us a little background like what what made you start getting into you primarily deal with options trading. So hmm. what, uh, what made you kind of get into that? Well, honestly, I probably the better path would be to just get into stock trading. Right. And then evolve into options. But uh, I kind of got into options. Maybe it was during the, the pandemic. Things were shut down, nothing to do. And so it was, it was DraftKings and options trader and so um i think that was uh yeah it's been what a couple years now okay. so anyway it's just been uh dabbling in that and uh it's pretty fun man it's pretty fun there is a lot of there's a lot of uh parallels between stock trading and sports gambling uh <laughs> it's it's all like psychology and stuff fear and greed if you can manage those two things, then I don't know. You should uh, come out all right, you know, given a little bit of discipline and whatnot. So you said, obviously, there's uh, uh, some parallels there. What do you think is is one of the, the biggest parallels that you've seen between the two? Because obviously there's a lot of guys out there that are like, you know, they, they run on their fantasy football team or they place their, their bets on different parlays and stuff like that. What are some advice that you can kind of give to some of these guys that, and, and girls, obviously, like, you know, no gender, you know, it, we're taking away from no one here. This is basically yeah. for anybody that yeah. wants to make money. What What is it that you kind of see as far as like those parallels and and what they can take away from what they're doing on DraftKings or, or FanDuel and bring it over to the stock game to help kind of make them some more money? You ever seen uh, a sports better? They'll make like a 20 game parlay 
right? I, I've done and, that before, <laughs> just because okay. I'm like, I'm just throwing yeah, shit and, in. I'm like, hey, whatever sticks, you know, and we'll see what happens. But, and, but how did that go? Did you win? No. Yeah, no. because the odds are so stacked against you, right? right. Um, same Two with, three same games, with a lot easier. Exactly, exactly. So for me, I used to kind of go for the home runs and um, and trading options, but uh, it's better to just there was there was a quote. It's like um, if you have five hundred dollars, right, and you want to double it in the stock market on one play, that's kind of tough, right? Because you need to hit a hundred percent. But instead of doing that, why don't you just put in twenty five hundred? and go for a 20% return and get that same $500 profit. So that's sort of the approach that uh, that you wanna take in sports gambling and in stock trading. Like you don't have to go for the home runs. Just get the, you know. Base hit the, here and the there. easy ones. Exactly, let them compound and then build off of that. Okay. So, so I know obviously when, when I got my stimulus checks and stuff like that, I was kind of throwing them at different stocks. That was something that we all were talking about around the table. And um, we were passing information back and forth and, and what was hitting, what was, and obviously, you know, oil was kind of something that I was harping on um, when, when pandemic originally first hit back in 2020 and, and that paid out nicely. Um, that was more just me thinking like, listen, oil. Yeah, of course it's going to go down right now because no one's doing anything with oil. Everything's shutting down. So everything's bound to take a hit. What are you looking for, though? Um, because obviously, like, you know, we're post-pandemic. Things are open back up in a lot of different places. What is it that you kind of see? Um, what's the trend that you kind of look for when you're going in on a specific company? Like, what, what exactly? Obviously, they're like a lot of the different, like the wedges and stuff like that that you're looking at to see kind of when they're going to make that touch point and start to bounce back. Mm -hmm. How are you mm -hmm. making those picks? What do you? What exactly, like, company-wise are you looking for? Are you? Are, do you care about what the media is saying? Um, about a specific company or is it more based off of just a, a pattern that you see? Well, um, well, media uh, news related movements, those are big on like uh, biotech companies, which is why I don't really play those. Right. Because if I was to short, uh, you know, uh, Pfizer. Right. And then they had some good news come out right, then it's it's all news driven. So I can't even really base any technical analysis off of that. Um, but for me, with options trading, I'm only looking for, I'm only trading stocks that have like good liquidity. And what I mean by that is I want everybody trading these same stocks. I want it to be high value. So I wouldn't really touch like a low key company, you know, that no one really knows about. If I did, I would get something called a leap contract, which is, you know, like a year out at least. Um, if I really believed in the company, then I would just buy a long-term expiration on that. But what I do on the daily is I'm trading companies that we all know, Tesla, Google, Facebook, AMD, NVIDIA, Amazon. Like I want to be able to get in and out of the trade pretty quickly. And if I'm trading a company that, you know, this has low volume, then I'm not going to be able to do that. So I'm only sticking with the really, you know, popular high liquidity companies. Um, so I don't really long-term investing kind of the same approach. Like I want to get Facebook is down 25% from yesterday. Mm -hmm. That's, I think it's an overreaction. 
right? So while people may see that now and they want to sell, oh, it's low, I'm selling. No, now's the time to actually be buying that and holding it for the long term. Right. Um, PayPal, PayPal got demolished. Um, all of FinTech, really Square, PayPal, all these, these beat up companies, now's the time to buy them. Don't buy them at all time highs, buy them now and then just hold them. So um, if I was to look for some long-term holds, I would definitely start with, you know, Facebook, PayPal. Um, there's some other ones that got beat up pretty, pretty good. But I would look for those, those, those steep declines. But at the same time, <laughs> there are some companies that I want to stay away from that got beat up recently. Peloton, right? Uh, I remember Peloton when it was at all-time highs or whatever. Now it's, let me see. And that's getting at all-time high. Now it's 24. I remember this used to be 100 and something. Let me see. Yeah, 130, 157, right? So actually, I kind of want to screen share this part right here. Let me see if I can do this. For sure. Uh, host disabled attendee screen share. I think you have to let me screen share, but yep, give me there's some levels that I have marked out here. See. Try it again. See if you can do it. Ah. Yeah. Look. Let me share this other screen here. You know, while you're while you're figuring that out, and you know, just obviously interject if you need to, but. Um, there we go. So before we get into this real quick, I just kind of want to ask you a question. Um, you, you had mentioned earlier as far as uh, how like media outlets can not necessarily manipulate, but they definitely have an impact on specific companies, right? Um, what do you feel like like social media kind of has has an impact on things now? Because there's some people that feel one way and other people that feel another as far as how social media kind of influences them. Just looking at the way that like, you know, Elon, you know, tweets about something and, and she can go whatever way he kind of tweets about. And um, I'm just curious as far as like what your thought process is on that, because me personally, for instance, I social media, obviously we, we were talking about earlier today um, with your brother and stuff like that, as far as that, that's the next movement, right? Like, I mean, it's already here but we haven't even seen it. It's still in its infancy, right? Like it's, it's still growing. So how do you, how do you see social media really influencing these companies, small and large um, um, in, in the long term? And, and what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, because a lot of times back in the day, I mean, we looked at the way that companies moved based off their, their profit and loss and everything like that. And that's how, you know, purchasing, shares in the company really kind of made sense as far as its longevity. But nowadays it's, it's driven by the news, um, but it's also driven by social media. So I'm curious as to what you think about that. Uh, I mean, personally, I don't, I've seen, uh, and you were part of the, uh, like the Wall Street bets movement. Like they said, this, this stock is heavily shorted, so let's all buy it, right? 
force these big head funds to, you know, buy back into these cover their positions, but, and you got a, a nice little squeeze there, which was great. Um, that was social media related. Um, I, I don't know if that can be replicated a lot, you know, like, I don't know if stocks can really get pumped up purely off of social media. Um, but I mean, if it does, I'll, I'll try to take advantage of it, but that's something I don't, I don't even really take that into consideration, but it, media, just news articles about particular stocks. Um, I'll watch that and I'll be ready for it, but there's really no guarantee. Tesla had bad news today about, uh, their, their, um, automated driving thing. It was running past stop signs or something like that. Uh, but the stock didn't really reflect that a whole lot. In fact, it, it was, uh, people were buying heavily at the open. So, I mean, you never really know what news is going to do to, to a certain stock, but I do know with, um, you know, biotech stocks, uh, vaccine stocks, right? Those are, are heavily news driven, which is kind of why I stay away from those because I don't want at any moment there could get, there could be some news and it totally throws off any type of technical analysis I may have had. So I don't know. I just try to navigate uh, the best I can. But yeah, I mean, social media and stocks, I'm all for it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I don't think it's going to be a, a super game changer. I think it's, you know, still going to be, you know, uh, a psychological game. I think people still need to manage fear and greed. I think if you you know, got in on AMC, you got in on AMC, right? Yep. GameStop. If you got in on those pumps, you know, if, if you're good, if you're able to manage greed and you sold great, but if it, if the stock plummets on you and now you're back holding, right. Or if you FOMO'd, if you bought at the top and then, you know, the stock plummeted on that sucks. Yep. So, I mean, you know, it, it's still a psychological game at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, me personally, um, when I originally bought, I bought January of last year and I bought around, I think it was like 13, 14 bucks a share. Um, I ended up at some point with around 131 shares total. Um, and that was kind of a mix of a lot of different like funding that I ended up coming into. Uh, some of it was from the stimulus. Um, other was like tax return and stuff like that, that I just threw it. It was free money. I was like, why not? Like, you know, it's not like I'm actually gambling any of my legitimate money that I've, that I've earned. Right. So, um, I bought it on a few different platforms too. Uh, I ended up selling. So I bought, um, around like 13, 14 in my E-Trade account. And then, um, I bought at around like 30 something, my cash app. And then on my Weeble, I bought, I think that was around 20 something. I ended up selling half of my stuff. So I saw, I actually still own half of it. Um, everything that's in my e-trade, the other two, I ended up selling out of, um, one of them I sold at like high forties and then the other one was around sixties. So I probably should have sold my e-trade one because I'd have made a bigger return. Um, uh, but I also too, like that was my first one. That was my baby. And I was like, listen, if it ever does my ass, like I'm, you know, it's just sitting in there. I'm not worried about it. Cause you know, I already put the money in. I already pretended like it's gone and it was free money to begin with. So um, if it does ever spike again, awesome. If not, you know, like the cool thing is, is AMC, 
Um, what Adam Aaron's doing with uh, just trying to actually reinvent the movie theater experience, I think is actually cool. So me having some shares of it does show that I, you know, like obviously I'm diamond handing it, but at the same time too, like I am happy to own a part of it. Cause I mean, you and I both, we love going to movies, the best oh, movie yeah. theaters, you know, in Fort Wayne, for instance, they've got the reclining seats and stuff like that. And that's a regal, but whatever AMC is stepping up their game. And I think um, w- the way he's trying to kind of, bring in um you know gaming to to centers and in, in certain parts of the u.s and everything like that i think that's that's kind of cool like just a, a way to drive in more traffic just not just based off of movies but also trying to expand the experience which is cool so um i'm not yeah. mad i still made a profit on one end and on the other end i've got stuff sitting in there and you know right now i'm only a couple bucks more per share than what i paid for which i'm not mad about it because it's still technically profit but I'll hold on to it for a while and, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, oh, you were, okay. So you were going to screen share earlier. Uh, and then I got off on my yeah. tangent, like my ADHD self does. So go ahead and, and let's talk about that. Well, um, oh, let me turn it back on here. Uh, we were talking about, we were talking about Peloton, right? Right. And, um, you know, I remember, I remember these highs right here, right? And, oh, but can you see this pretty good? You need me to zoom in? Yeah, let me see. No, nah, man, I got it full screen. You're good. Got it? Okay, okay. Yep. Um, yep. So I remember people buying up here, right? And, you know, and it's coming down and you have some support here. So this is still good. You can, this is still, it's still holding here, right? And by the way, I'm getting these support and resistance lines from, um basically you want to see when the stock makes this uptick move and see when it makes this this downtrend move right and you want to try to connect these levels okay just to give you some sort of structure to the trade um and as you can see here it held here it held this it dipped below that this is a cause for concern right here but it, it recovered recovered in about what maybe a week or two so that's fine. That's still okay. But once this breaks down here, uh, you, you got to get out. You got to get out of the position because it's it lost structure and there's nothing, there's just nothing to support that anymore. Right. So um, let's go to DraftKings here. DraftKings, <laughs> this was, this is my baby. The way you talked about AMC, I think. Um, this is my baby. This is what got me into it. And when a friend of ours put us on this back in the day, and we got it before it actually became DraftKings. We got in on this back when it was um, it was still a, a special uh, acquisition company. And so we got in for about maybe $13. It was something crazy, like something really low, right? I'm sitting here. Right, I'm near these highs. Um, I don't actually, I can't remember where I actually. So I think, I think I sold in the '60s, honestly, it was somewhere in the '60s. But anyways, my other friend who put me on this stock, he refusing to sell. He's he's got some sort of emotional attachment to it, right? And I'm like, Aaron, you can't do that, man. Like, <laughs> you got to let this go right here because look even if it does somehow recover it's at it's at twenty dollars right now had a low of 17 if it recovers back up to the 60 70 
it, one, it's going to be a while. Right. Um, I think it's, it, it could do that. Uh, but maybe, I mean, we're, if it does, we're at least a year or two away from that, maybe even more. I don't know. But I, I wouldn't like to play with that. Why not just sell it at these highs? So, anyways, bringing that to the point, though, I mean, once once you're in a position for a year, you kind of release some of the uh, the tax withholding, or like the taxes that you get hit with, right? So, if you're selling within a year, um, um, you're getting hit with with capital gains tax. Whereas if you're selling past a year, it's a, it's a lower tax that you're ending up paying on your profit. It's, so there's a lower there's a lower tax, but um, I mean, you gotta you gotta look at that like. In that situation, this wouldn't be beneficial, right? If if you, you know, if you're refusing to sell because of the short-term capital gains tax, um, that's not the savvy move here because you're going to end up losing. Don't let taxes keep you in a position that you shouldn't be in. If th this right here, just looking at the support and resistance, I can kind of spot it here. Um, once it breaks a certain level. You know, you kind of want to be out of this position, right? To these highs here, broke through support there, but it did bounce off of this 200-day uh, moving average. Again, touch support, held, held. Once it breaks through, you kind of want to just get out, no matter what, right? Okay. Um, okay. So I... And and then I mean also you got right here kind of got these these here, this is also indication like if you can't break through this top, you may want to think about getting out. But yeah, I wouldn't let unless you're unless you're in a position with you know millions of dollars or whatever. I I, I wouldn't let the tax thing um, keep me keep me in a position. That's just me personally. But anyways, um, um, another thing, I want to go to. Uh, oh man, I remember when right, yeah, <laughs> and then it just dropped off bad. Well, you know, look, now's the time to buy it. That, <laughs> now's the time. <laughs> if to you're buy gonna, it. you might as well now. Not, yeah. yeah. It can only go up, right? I mean, like it could technically go down, yeah. but it can only go up. Yes. So, and by the way, you have a little bit of structure here. So if you buy here at 14, you know, if it gets down below 10, uh, you know, if it starts making newer lows, go ahead and, and get out. But this does have a lot of upside now. But, you know, most it's, people want to at it, highs. And it's only been out for what six, no, eight months now, six months. So in reality, I mean, anytime a, a company goes public, there's obviously like a huge pump in the in the beginning because everybody wants to get in, right? And then the people that already had, like, I remember when I worked at GoDaddy, for instance, like I, we were able to buy, um, like, start putting money in. Essentially, I think it was like three months beforehand, and then we had it, it set in. So when our IPO dropped, I think it was like $18, but we got it like 15% off that. So I was able to buy a shit ton because I was throwing everything I could at that GoDaddy stock when it first IPO'd. And when it launched, we would buy every quarter. So we'd buy it whatever the lowest was every quarter, which is pretty nice. 
Um, so, I mean, but that's kind of like the same thing with this company is like, so you've got all those employees that probably knew like, Hey, we're going to be going public here soon. So let's go ahead and take some of our money from our check, throw it into that. So that way we can, you know, get ourselves some stock options once it drops. Um, and then, you know, a lot of those people, they saw the money, they're like, oh shit, this thing's inflating. A lot of those idiots, they went in and they're like, we're going to cat. I mean, they're not idiots because they did make a profit. Right. But yeah. you, I, I take a look, for instance, at what GoDaddy was when it IPO, it was like around 18 bucks. Um, now it's around, I think, 90, 80, 90 bucks a, a share. So, you know, the, the time is right. And depending, this kind of goes back to, you know, looking at the old way of looking at things as far as like, what's a company's future look like? And that's something I think that is, that is important. Um, obviously, we talked about the way that media influences things too, but this is a situation, especially with tech, um, you know, and, and obviously Robinhood being a, a tech and a financial company. Uh, as far as where it can go in the future, um, them starting to kind of dabble now more in crypto is going to be influential for their stock price, I think, in the future, uh, just because you're going to have more and more people trying to get on that platform to buy that. Um, and they're limiting themselves, in my opinion, as far as what they're putting up there. They could be having a lot more volume come through mm -hmm. their channel if uh, if they allowed more cryptos on there. But I also get where they're coming from as far as trying to make sure that you know the crypto that they do release Sorry, my phone's blowing up. Uh, I got to turn this on vibrate. But I, I do get where they're coming from, though, as far as limiting what they want to be released onto their platform because they may not see value in it uh, long term, which which makes sense. So I, I think in a few years, you know, Robinhood might be something that that is definitely going to go somewhere. Uh, but they also have yeah. to look at their business model and make sure that it's structured in the right way for longevity, not just being only a trading platform. There's got to be some other type of integration in there um you know having uh and i don't see this on on really any financial trading platform whatsoever i think it'd be kind of cool if you had um almost like a feed of of other you know like if you're you know following for instance um just following and not holding any stock in anything let's say but like just following any type of of company like not only are you getting the news articles but maybe also some you know, comments and posts of what people feel about the stock or, or what they're talking about, about the company. And I don't know if that necessarily, they got that on, uh, on Weeble. Do they? It's like a, a little comment. Yeah. It's the comment section. There. But I mean, there's no value in those comments because um, if someone's long on their positions, they're going to be, Oh, this is going to the moon. Like they're going to be really excited and they're going to offer some sort of opinion that, you know, doesn't really matter, but okay. It's, it's yeah, we, we don't want to look like a Reddit post, right? Like I get that. I'm talking more adding value, like adding some type of substance. So um when I say like a almost like a social media type feel to it, but like more along the lines of like sharing different articles, writing yeah. articles, posting like you know, podcasts or or videos about a specific company. Um, but community wise and i think that would be probably more better by the way robin hood or any of you guys if you guys end up taking my idea you heard it here first on the whatever show zach manolovich judicial craighead um jude craighead we got we came with it first so we won our our, our attendees you know hook us up but um yeah i i, I think long term though there, there could definitely be value as long as they you know continue to innovate so definitely definitely um you know, these IPOs have uh, kind of become like my my new favorite thing to uh, when I see them get pumped, 
Um, let me go back to screen sharing here. When I see these IPOs come out the gate and just, you know, blast off for no reason. And then a few days later, they're able to, you know, be shorted, right? Once those options become available. I made some nice money off of this one, uh, Rivian, Rivian, uh, right there, this EV maker, um, Amazon funded them. They had a lot of backing by, um, Amazon and Ford, right? Uh, which you would think is their competitor, but no, they, Ford actually invested in them early. And so this stock had a lot of hype. I don't know. Did, were you, did you hear about this? So Maybe, uh, are uh, they, are they based out of San Francisco? Really? I believe so. Okay. Cause, um, you remember Angie and Jared, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So Jared, I hey, believe, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, what's funny is they, they used to live like three, four minutes away from my mom before she moved, um, down to Phoenix. She was in Phoenix or she was in uh, Gilbert. And then, um, it was funny. Cause I went, when I was down in, in Arizona last shit, what was it? It was March. When, when did I go to Mexico last year? I think it was March last year, April last year when I went to Mexico, I was, I was in line. Okay. At the Dutch bros. And I was like, shit, man, that's Angie. So I, I hit her up on Instagram. I'm like, you in line for Dutch Bros right now? She's like, "What the fuck, creeper?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm like two cars behind you. I'm I'm fairly certain that's you." Um. So, anyways, I saw her, but no. The the, the reason I bring that up is I'm I'm like ninety five percent sure that Jared worked for this company. Um, when they lived in San Francisco, because he worked for an EV company that was manufacturing vehicles, and I remember them getting funded by Ford. I didn't hear about the Tesla thing, but I remember them being funded by Ford, and he got like some you know like options when he was working for him that like once they went public they were his and stuff like that so um i i'm not sure if he had to hold them for a certain amount of time before he could like because you know it was pre-ipo that he did this um and he worked for them but i know that he had some so that it's just interesting that you bring this up because i was like that name rings a bell and i'm pretty sure they're based yeah. out of san francisco because uh, i remember when he moved away from fort wayne he went down to san francisco and and started working with them but yeah, it's um I mean I guess you know the company has um a lot of potential but for me it just was um it just came in had a lot of hype right and the stock kind of you know it it went it went vertical here in the beginning and um right here it's sort of like the old candle it's um a lot of indecision in this candle here and then the next day the next day this all right, okay, this is a clear sign that, okay, the fun is over. And then it just kind of came back to earth. Um, I was able to take a nice short position here. Um, I think I didn't get in until, I think I got in on close here and then we got the gap down, which was nice. So like you're making money overnight if you get in on time. But um, yeah, I knew this stock just, it was over, it was overbought. <clears throat> it was overbought. So you can get in, take a nice short position on something like that. And options became available on, I think it was, I think it was the third day. So anyway, um, stuff like you can look for things like that. IPOs that are overly hyped. Um, that's a nice, nice time to get in and, you know, buy some puts. Um, 
but yeah, man. So that's pretty much uh, what I've been doing with with options uh, on the daily basis. One of the first things I do is um, I check the futures. Then I want to see what we're doing, how we're looking, what else we need to be monitoring here. Um, today I wanted to see us hold some levels. Um, let me go into the to the hourly yeah i wanted to see some some this level right if it falls below here it's a problem i don't i don't know we'll see what happens but if it goes any lower then we're in for more downside and we're already you know 15 percent off our eyes on on the nasdaq i wanted to see this level get held here this 14.5 level and and it came down touched it and it went it went up um and this is mainly in part to uh had good earnings honestly the earnings wasn't even that good it's just uh they that stake in rivium that we just talked about mm -hmm. they made a lot they made uh they made some money off of that i forget how much it was but uh i want to say it was 12 billion or something like that but anyways that helped that uh beat their their earnings per share and you know so we got this nice bounce off of 14.5 so we'll see if this can hold into tomorrow on the hourly this is something that is called a flag this is a flag pattern right um so if we can get a break above this right here then we can hopefully get some more upside and the way you play a flag pattern by the way is you blend with the flagpole you kind of right? broke up there can you and say that again uh, i said um this is a flag pattern the way that you find a price target off of this flag is you take length of the flagpole and you would put it right here whatever that price target should be this level right okay and it just goes all the way up to confirm a flag pattern but if you see a break above these levels, that's a good sign. If you see this invalidated and we come back down, that is that is not a good sign. Um, just something to be on the lookout for. So yeah, I'm watching these levels. I'm watching. Um, this is Nasdaq, by the way, and then um, your S and P, your S and P shares. Same thing. You want to watch these levels as well. Some people watch the Dow, Dow futures. I really, I don't, uh, because I feel like the NASDAQ and, and the S&P, they're, they're, they're the main ones, right? Uh, but now a lot of times you'll find that some of these value stocks that are being, they're in the Dow, right? So like, um, uh, what's some boring companies? <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, man. Uh, HB. Uh, Home Depot, uh, okay, uh, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, right? These type of um, value plays, these value stocks that people like Warren Buffett have, um, and they pay dividends, right? Those are good companies that are held in in the Dow. And so sometimes you'll see the Dow move without uh, the S and P or without the Nasdaq. So I do watch it, um, see where where the money's moving, see where the smart money is for the day. And that's just uh, that's my morning routine, and then from there, I 
you know, try to find what stocks are are moving the best and take a take a position. Um, so. there are any um uh, there are any books that you can recommend to any of your and my listeners as far as what you know we can kind of pass along um good information so that way they can kind of read up on them you know for themselves and um also tell us again where we can find you at on social media uh judicial underscore invest actually i may i may change that handle I may right. just change it to judicial dot investments. Either way, either judicial dot investments or judicial underscore investments. You know um, what? Just Instagram just create a new profile and, and have both. You never know. That way, you can you know. I might. I, I, I'm gonna do something. You know. By the way, I'm gonna change the the judicial uh, page into. A, I'm gonna change it into like a brand. I think I'm gonna make it like a. Oh, absolutely. And we'll put up a brand or something like that. But anyways, um, uh, trading in the zone. This is a good book for like um, psychology, right? Um, it helps you, uh, especially starting out, man. It's like if you're in a position and you see it plummet and, you know, you start to panic, panic sell. Or if you, you know, you're watching a stock and it's skyrocketing and you, you chase it, right? You FOMO into it. You get, you know, you take a bad position. Um, the way to help manage the the psychology of it um trading in the zone mark douglas that's a good book um the intelligent investor this is like more for long term and talks sort of about the same thing um this is warren buffett's favorite book like he thinks this is the best book on um investments so the intelligent investor is good let's um let's do this uh, real quick before before you go on with your next one um, yeah. just, just kind of, uh, a quick way for anyone out there, uh, you know, whether you got like a, a, some type of social media page where, you know, you post influential quotes or you're providing some type of assistance to others that are following you, whatever it may be. Um, I highly recommend you go set up an affiliate Amazon account and, and put these, you know, for instance, Jude here can go ahead and set up a, an affiliate Amazon account. He's talking about these books that, you know, have helped him in his progression and his career. And, um, you know, you can link them, plug them on, on, on your page. And then when people click on that link and buy the book, um, you know, you get a little bit of commission for it. So it all adds up. Uh, it's another stream of income. And obviously what we're trying to do here is, is show you different multiple streams of income that you can do. Obviously, Jude is looking um, at the you know stock and option side of things, which is, is great. And that audience right there, when he goes ahead and plugs these books, you know, he may not be getting paid from the actual publisher themselves, but when he goes and, and, you know, you guys buy something from a link that he shares on his Instagram or his Twitter handle, um, you know, he's, he's getting a little bit of a kickback. You're helping someone local or, or, or some, some small time guys, opposed to just giving it to Amazon, everything. Now, mind you, obviously right, if right. you're invested in Amazon, they're still getting some money. So you, you'll still be helping them, but he'll get a little bit of a kickback. So let's help out our, our friends here. Um, sorry, keep going though with what I just wanted to kind of throw that out there from an affiliate marketing type side of things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we were talking about affiliate marketing earlier in, uh, in, in the group chat. Um, uh, there's, there's a lot that you can do with it. That's the thing. I mean, social yeah, media so is, uh, it, it's, it's really, it's a tool. Um, it's, it's, it's a vehicle more than anything, honestly, nowadays, like when it first came out, it was a way to kind of showcase your life. But now, I mean, so many decisions and, and, and opinions are made based off what people see in their feed. I mean, people are spending anywhere between three to seven hours a day scrolling. 
um, the amount of impact. And like we were telling Mario earlier, like you, as long as you got your niche, you know, you got those people that are following you based off of the content that you're providing. It doesn't have to be here's a selfie me drinking a Starbucks. No, like post some shit that that is some a value to someone. And you know what? There's going to be enough people. You you market it the right way. You hashtag it the right way. You promote it the right way. Um, you're going to get those people that are going to start following you and, and liking the content that you follow and, and, and that you post and, um, like it, not trying to be greedy, but you can make money off of it if, if you do it the right way, you know, and whether it be from influence marketing or, or just selling shit that, you know, is already online anyway, um, might as well get a little bit of a buck from it. Like you can do these affiliate marketing things. You can do it from anywhere, like Walmart, Target, like Best Buy, all this shit. Like if this Yeti microphone, my Bose fucking speaker, my Razer headsets, all these places have affiliate marketing. Um, and it's something that you can just make money on. So like if, if me, for instance, I'm, it's called the whatever show. I talk about whatever I want, you know, whatever it may be. Really, I'm just trying to appeal to people because we have all these ideas right and and um maybe i'll grab someone's attention and if it's someone's attention one day is you know wanting to start a podcast hey i got the plug for the yeti if someone's interested in in uh stocks and options you know jude's got the books for that you know like and that's my boy right there's day one so like we've got ways to make money let's just use it i mean the internet is such a beautiful place it's, it's a scary place it's a beautiful place we can do a lot with it so Go ahead, Jude, though. I'm sorry. I keep taking the spotlight there. You got oh, no, no, it. Fine, fine, last book. Last book I'll just say is um, uh, Pivot Points. Uh, John Parsons here. This is um, this is it talks about just waiting for those those triggers, right? Having those support and resistance levels marked off and um, having the discipline to not take that position until um, it hits these certain pivot points. Um, you see all the levels I had on my uh on my charts here, um, being disciplined enough uh, to not don't don't touch about don't don't touch this stock until it hits this trigger point. Um, that's another interesting book there. But yeah, man, that's about it. Uh, Y'all want to know some more? Um, again, follow me on the Instagram, Twitter, whatever. All right, man. Sounds good. Well. Uh... Thank you guys for listening. Let's thank Jude here for hopping on tonight. And uh, this is the Whatever Show signing off. Technically, episode five, published episode three. I'm going to throw on that other one. I'm going to have you come over and listen to it, though, so that way you can kind of, you know, I think it was like an hour long, which, I mean, this one was about 45 minutes, but um, no, it's not too shabby. I mean, people listen to that. At least we're providing quality content as opposed to just talking shit, right? So um but yeah i'll have you come over kind of check it out and and we can edit that and see what we liked about it what we did and then we can throw it up so um if anything else you want to you want to say before we sign off or no man no just uh uh stay tuned for the next show where we uh we're gonna talk about even more whateverness you know like i (laughs) want to i want to talk about some TV shows. I'm going to talk about uh, a bunch of stuff, man. Music, all that. So now let's uh, let's yeah, plug actually. Um, you know what kind of gave you know the the way for this. Jude um, put me on. You know I, I listened to so like 103.3 in Fort Wayne is um, loud. 103.3. Anyway, Charlemagne the God's on there, but uh, they got another podcast. Uh, he's got another pod. He's got a bunch of them actually, but um, called the Brilliant Idiots. 
So if you guys haven't checked that out, it's hilarious. They provide good content, um, you know, like informative, but also hilarious. Uh, you know, when we talk a little bit more in, in other episodes going forward, we're going to have some humor in here. The last one I just posted earlier today um, that had to do more about relationships and reflection. So I'll, I'll try and mix in some good, some bad, some ugly, some nasty, some funny, you know, a little bit of everything for everybody it is explicit. So NC 17 TV, MA, whatever you oh, want to yeah. call it. But, um, you know, if you let your kids vibe out to this type of shit, then who the fuck cares, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is what a sh- whatever show is signing off.